Here we go again. Welcome to The Hydrant, everyone. I'm Jim Cooper. This episode sponsored by Voices and Sound Studios. For all your professional recording needs, touch base with Roman Barry at VoicesAndSound.com. Coming directly from the horseshoe crab capital of the world, get a leg up and get ready for The Hydrant. And now, a man who was not Danny Bonaducci from the Partridge family, your host, Jim Cooper. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Hydrant. Uh, with me today is Hallie Avolio, and you can reach her at sassyhealthy.fit, which took me a while to get used to that. It's like .fit. Is it fit? No, it's .fit. Um, and Hallie is a manifestation and self-love coach, founder and president of Sassy Healthy Fit, thus the URL. This woman has so much energy that it, it just, I, I, I have trouble keeping up with, with everything she's doing. All her social media posts, and there's such positive energy involved here. Uh, she was in corporate for, for 20 years, large and small business markets. And then came to realize what her passion was, was motivating people. I guess I, I'd be wrong in using the term life coach in the traditional sense, because the life coaches that I've worked with are fine for you know helping you what to do. But, but Hallie is teaching you how to live your life with intention, whatever that happens to be. And, uh, you know, her key phrase is sassy as fuck, which is just as cool as it can be. So welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're doing this. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jim. This is going to be so much fun. I was, I've been looking forward to this all day. I love <laughs> stepping into this energy. I'm excited to get a little goofy with you and talk about being sassy as fuck. What's more sassy <laughs> and fun than answering some fun questions and getting to know each other better in that way. Was there a defining moment when you, you were in the, the business world? Was there a defining moment that you could pick to say, this is really the direction I want to go in. The defining moment, believe it or not, was in a dressing room in a clothing boutique with the worst, the worst lighting you could ever possibly imagine. And I was staring at myself under this hideous lighting, looking at my body in this hideous mirror and loathing literally everything about myself in that moment. And wow. it resulted in a pretty epic meltdown, temper tantrum. But it was also this divine intervention that came out of it, which was I had two choices at that moment. I could either completely self-sabotage, self-destruct, ruin what I had built in my life up to that point, or I could reach a little deeper and find my soul purpose. And that voice called to me just a bit louder. And I knew that I was not meant to self-destruct, but I was meant to rise above this so that I could help others come out of their own darkness and find their own light. And, you know, it's it, listening to that, to that voice. It's taken me a long time to do that because this, with the multiple amount of voices, there's the yelling one, that's the, the demon voice. And then there's the nurturing one over here. And then to listen to that one instead of the other one just makes all the difference in the world. And it's so cool that you are helping people do this. And it's, and like I said before, if you go out to any of her social media pages and she's got over 
20,000 Instagram followers. So she's, it's not like this is, she's out there. Trust me, just some of the, the wisdom that comes up that you talk about and how to live your life with meaning and manifesting the things that you want in life. That's become a big thing all of a sudden. And I guess it's really not all of a sudden, but like in the past 25 years, this whole manifesting what you want in life. And I can remember being caught up in the pop culture thing of the secret and learning about manifesting for the first time. When you work with people, how do you get them to to kick into believing in in manifesting? Such a great question because manifestation, I, I, I actually, well, the secret has a place, right? And the secret did kind of spark this new curiosity around mm. the law of attraction. And that's right. great for what it is. However, I think it also did a disservice to this idea of manifestation because it framed it in such a way that it almost seems inaccessible. Like it's just some magic fairy dust that you sprinkle onto your life and all of a sudden, poof, you have all the money, you're with the love of your life, right? You have the best job, you go on these fabulous vacations. But the reality is, is that we are always manifesting. Manifesting is creation. It's creating the life that you love by aligning with your energy and the energy of the world around you. And it's about reframing your mindset. You know, you just talked about those voices. We all have lots of voices in our minds that are saying, all sorts of things. We are with ourselves, believe it or not, 24-7, 365. And that voice is nonstop, as we all know. So it's our decision, our choice. What are we listening to? What are the words that we're believing? What are the words that we're allowing ourselves to step into and to be in the energy of attraction, right? And whether or not you believe in universe or source or God or any other word that feels comfortable mm. to an individual, it's about it's not just us. It's not just that we are this, you know, one tiny pinprick floating, you know, in the universe, but that we have this awesomeness within us to create, to show up in our purpose. And by shifting our mindset, by really putting energy and intention around how we love ourselves, how we love the people around us, how we show gratitude not for just ourselves and people, but for the earth, for energy, for right. whatever's out there. And that's how we manifest and, and step into this life that really lights us up. And that's what it's about. Do you think that the reaction from the pandemic and the, the great resignation, do you think that this whole manifestation movement has had a big play into that because people are now taking a second look and saying, wait a minute, I, I don't like doing what I'm doing. And we have viruses that can wipe me out in a second. Do you think that's played into it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because look, I was just reading a book this morning, The Untethered Soul. I don't know if you've read it by Michael mm -hmm. Singer. It's a fabulous book. It's very spiritually based. But the, the chapter I was reading this morning is that death is our greatest teacher, right? If you think about what are we doing in our lives? What are we living our life for? How do we want to be at the end of the day when we die? How have we lived our life in purpose? And when the pandemic hit, when we had these realizations, right? So many people went through an awakening. And I don't necessarily mean that in a spiritual sense, but just their eyes were open like, holy right. shit, I got to show up bigger and better for myself because I don't know what's going to come tomorrow. If today is my last day, I sure as hell want to make sure that I am right. enjoying it, 
that I am sitting in love and enjoying and gratitude and that I'm not just wasting my time going through the motions, feeling like shit all the time. Doing what I'm supposed to be doing instead right. of instead of what my soul is telling me that this is what I, this is why I'm here. Exactly. I so. think it was a big a big permission slip, really. Oh, with, that's a cool way to look at it. Okay. Right. I mean, yeah. We always had it, but it was this big permission slip. Like, hello, it is time for you to pay attention. <laughs> Here's your permission. Can you start listening to the voice inside, to the soul, the being of you that has a greater purpose for being here on this earth. Right. And I know this is, this is big with you and, and the, the interest in this kind of comes and goes, you know, with time, but I think it's spiking up again, the whole interest in meditation and yoga and how big a deal that is and how important that is for ourselves just to take that time and recenter ourselves just to calm down and, and relax and focus on, on the universe. Yep. Do you meditate or do yoga? Yes, I don't do. I haven't taken that step yet because I feel I look at <laughs> I look at some of the the posts online and some of the positions that some of the yoga people are in. I'm like, I would end up in the hospital if I yeah. did that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes, meditation, absolutely, without question. Well, and and I love I love this conversation because I agree, meditation and yoga, either one. First of all, both of them are just practices of going inward. Right. And right. I used to have this idea that meditation had to look a certain way. And so I wouldn't do it. I resisted it for a very long time because I thought it was this whole thing. You had to like take this Mecca up a mountain and sit there in complete silence and put <laughs> your hands like this and like breathe. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't slow down. Are you kidding? This is a no, this is a non-negotiable, not doing it. Right. And then I had a friend that reminded me one day when I was just in a spiral and the voice of anxiety and fear was just rattling like crazy in my mind back to those voices. And she said, Hallie, have you tried meditation? Oh, no, 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 no. I cannot do meditation. I cannot sit still, blah, blah, blah. She's like, look, all you need to do is like two minutes. Like set the timer on your phone. Just just sit. Just take a beat. Yep. And I think so often we get caught up in like this expectation of how you should do it. There is no right way to do meditation or to do yoga. There is no wrong way to do them. The, the, it's about listening to your breath and connecting with yourself for some moment of time, whether that's 30 seconds, whether that's three hours, right. it's really at your discretion. But what I found for myself and for my clients is that the more that you can tap into that inner wisdom, wh whether that looks like a walking meditation or laying down or taking some time when you wake up or before you go to sleep, it's so impactful. It helps quiet the, the voice of fear, the voice of shame, the voice of resistance. And it helps call in the voice of joy and gratitude and love, which ultimately, isn't that what we all are after? And it's it's so weird to me because when I when I try to put intellectual thought instead of just letting it go, I had a therapist who was very big into Zen Buddhism, and she taught me that's just like take ten minutes and close your eyes and just listen to everything that's going on around you. So it's like you almost to go, you almost have to go outside to come inside and clear away all the, all the nonsense and all the crap, but to allow what is just happening around you inside. And I would do that for like 10, 15 minutes, first thing in the day. And it'd be like, Oh yeah, that's not bad. I think I'll keep doing it. You know, cause it, it, it's your whole day. It absolutely, it reframes everything. And, it, and 
not to sound too weird, but I was doing this enough that there was one day I can remember sitting in on a lawn somewhere and putting my hands down. And I had this strange feeling that I could feel the earth, you know, that I was connecting more with, with nature. And it was like, this is really cool. You know, this is, this is unbelievable. There's, there's something out there, you know, and yes, I subscribe a little bit to the star Wars theory of the force. So, you know, but I'm not a star Wars geek mostly. Um, <laughs> so, but the, the, you know, I am thoroughly convinced that there is, there's an energy out there that, that all we have to do is tap into it. And we are so resistant to tapping into it that most people don't. Well, and literally we are energy. I mean, everything is energy. We are energy. The earth is energy. Other people are energy. Everything is energy. And the earth has, as we know, an electromagnetic pull. Right. And we have energy coursing through our bodies. And there's this idea of the law of vibration, which is that if you want to manifest whatever it is that you desire, you have to become an energetic match for your desire, meaning that you have to connect mm. energetically to what it is that you want. So if you're talking about a loving relationship, then what makes you feel loved and loving every single day ahead of the event of falling in love with that that partner, right? So right. for me, like one of the things that I love, one of my practices is taking a walk in my neighborhood. And I love to do it without a phone. So I leave my phone at home and I go for about 10 or 15 minutes and I just listen and I'm moving my body, right? And I'm just kind of enjoying the energy around. If there's cars going by or birds overhead, where I live, there's a lot of trees. So I just like observing what's happening around me in the neighborhood. When I do that, I'm really connected to that frequency, that energy of love and joy and just overall feeling good. I feel good in my entire being, right? So that is the vibrational frequency that I'm creating from an energetic perspective in that moment. So if I want to attract love into my life, then I want to be in that energy. So when you're talking about, you know, sitting on the earth and feeling the energy of the earth, it's because you are connected to your most pure energy, just like the earth is. And that is so powerful. And I get so radical about it because you mentioned going out and, and walking and I, and I like to go out and walk. And when I see people that are, you know, have their headphones in or headphones on, I'm like, and I know that everyone's entitled to their own thing. And, and I just get stupid about it. But it's like, why would you plug in like that when there's so much to take advantage of and listen to and feel out here without any of the other distractions? We have so many distractions in our lives as it is, you know, I, that's why I like to go out and walk because I can be distraction less. Well, you can and be just, present. Yes, that's that's the better word. Thank you. But, that's well, the word but, but, that, but that's the thing is that, and I think actually this is what the pandemic did for us is that this was mm. the awakening moment is that it gave us back presence because what did we have to do but be with ourselves, be with our families, right? Right. Be where we were. Yes, we could go online and have those sorts of distractions, but all the noise most of it was muted because we had to isolate. When the mm. world started opening back up and we started getting back out there, then we had to grapple with, okay, now what? I really liked that quiet. I liked being present. Now I'm back into this space where there's all this external noise again. Now I'm feeling cognitive dissonance because I really liked the first, you know, how it was. Right. Now I'm going back to this other thing. Now I'm fe feeling a different sort of resistance. But if you can keep coming back to staying in this moment, because literally this moment right now, Jim, this is the only moment we have. 
Right. This is the only moment we have. Right. And so the past, if we can the past is gone. Moment, the future is not here yet. It's not real. Exactly. So. Exactly. This is the moment. This is the energy right now. So if right. we're if we're here in this moment, this is how we get to choose. How do we want to feel in this moment? Do I want to listen to that voice that's making me feel anxious and scared? Or do I want to say, I'm feeling really good right now. Like, I love myself. This is my best life. And it, becomes a, balance, it becomes a balancing act because while, while I'm absolutely on board with that and it's critical, we also have to balance against the, the, the innate need we all have to be connected to other human beings. And so you can't just, you know... <laughs> isolate on the mountain and you know if you want to do that fine go go ahead go sit on the mountain but most of us are like it's, it's a balancing act between having that sense of center for me and then but also having the connection with with other people and that that can be a, a tricky balancing act for some people well and here's here's how i kind of combat that because you're absolutely right and we are social i mean i would never recommend that somebody doesn't spend time with other people right right it's all about community communities are what humans are how we survive best, how mm. we thrive best, not just surviving, right? But when you're with other people, whether it's virtual like we are right now, whether it's in person, whether it's in a large group or a small group, can you be really present? Like, can you really put intention on being in the moment when you're having a conversation with somebody? Like, really notice what is their energy like? What are what are they expressing on their facial expressions, their hand gestures? What are the words that they're using, right? What is that moment what is that moment about? So can you be, can you really drop into that moment? And the more that you can practice this sense of presence, instead of letting your mind wander and start thinking about the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, then that anxiety and that fear that distracts us and creates resistance in our life starts to fall away. And it absolutely takes practice. This is something you have to be very intentional about. Mm -hmm. And even when you're intentional about it, sometimes you're like, well, shit, that did not work at all. I was completely distracted. I wasn't at all paying attention. But you come back to it when you can, and that's perfect. That's perfect. Right, and the and the one skill that 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 boosts, uh, which took me a while to realize, but it's so critical, is is thing is listening. If I'm conversing with someone, instead of trying to think of what I'm going to respond to with that with what they're saying, I have to listen to what they're saying and and process that and that whole aspect of listening, whether it's nature force other people whatever it happens to be seems to be a skill that so many of us have forgotten how to do and but are now starting to come back into that way of being and connecting with people just from that aspect i hope so i mean i do think that part of the challenges with social media is that it creates this culture of instant instant not only gratification but distraction and this scrolling idea, right? I don't know if you go on TikTok at all, but that's something that, you know, I actually really enjoy TikTok. I have a big following there. I've learned a lot from other creators. I enjoy the content that I am allowing myself to witness. But I notice that a lot of times I'll just scroll, 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 mm. and I'm not actively listening or being present. So if something really catches my attention and the creator has taken one to three minutes to say something that I'm finding valuable, instead of just letting my finger do this, eh, you know, this dopamine thing where we're just dopamine junkies. Next hit, next hit, next exactly. hit. Exactly. Yeah. I really have been making intention. Listen, slow down. Yeah. What's the rush? It is, is scrolling has become the modern day version of sitting in the chair with the remote clicking through the channels. Click, click, totally. Click, absolutely. You know. 
the same thing. So absolutely. And and we are all dopamine junkies is the thing. Oh, and, and yeah, absolutely. There's no question about it. That's the right. whole point of of social media is is to get a dopamine hit. Even if if your intention is to say something, and I do, I'm guilty of this. I'll go in just to see who liked the post that I put oh. up because that's Same. that's the hit. Same. That's the dopamine hit. And it's just like, wait a minute, you're spending all your time looking at likes. I mean, that that's that's not doing anything. I mean, physiology. I can't say that word. Internally, it's doing something for me, but but you know that's it's whether that's healthy or not is is all up for debate. But so. but here's and here's the other thing, you know I, I would hope that this audience listening right now, this is what I want you to take away from this conversation is, it's not about doing all the right things. It's not about I'm going to sit and meditate. I'm going to take a yoga class. I'm going to take a nature walk. I'm going to really listen. I'm going to be intentional. It's not about all the things that you're doing. It's about starting to integrate this conversation into your life and see how it can work with your being. How does this affect your personal energy flow and what lands well with you? What feels good, right? What can you play with and get curious about that you might make some really small tweak? some really tiny adjustment in your life. And it just gives you that much more joy in your life, that much more abundance, right? So it's not about doing all the things. I think that's where we get caught up or we feel like, well, I could never do that. So clearly I'm a failure. Like we write ourselves off. So instead of that, just get curious, just observe this conversation and witness, huh, what is this about for me? How could this help me? How could this perhaps enhance my life? Or maybe it doesn't at all. And either any of it is fine. <laughs> let's let's ask you some of these goofy questions and, okay. and see what see what happens with that. If you were an ice cream flavor, what would you be? Knew you were going to ask me this one. I really wanted to come up with something so fun, but I'm just going to go with my favorite, which is mint chocolate chip. And I don't know, there's something about it like the cool, refreshing mint and the chocolate that just I, I love chocolate and like the crunch, the whole thing. It's just mm, it's perfect. So. I'm going to go with that. What song should play every time you walk into a room? Okay, this one I'm ready for. It's I'm a Badass Woman by Megan Trainer. <laughs> I mean, did I nail that or what? It, it, yeah. You, you, Have you heard it? I, I Yes, and I cannot come up with anything better than that. that it's a just, fabulous song. I just love it. If I'm in a mood where I just need a pick-me-up, I just crank that baby up and it just lights me up instantly. It's the best. It's <laughs> cool. What advice would you give yourself at age 15? Oh, at age 15. Don't worry about checking all those damn boxes in life. Enjoy the moments, have fun, and be free to be whoever you are in each moment. Perfect. Mm. I I try to tell my kids that. I've got an almost 15-year-old and an almost (laughs) 13-year-old and a nine-year-old. I try to impart some wisdom on them occasionally. You're going into the fun times. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, trust me. I know. I know. What Looney Tunes character best represents you? Okay. I have a confession. I didn't know the answer to this one, and I guessed you were going to ask me. So I actually texted my husband and I said, Here's your assignment. Who am I? <laughs> but he came up with the best answer, which is Tweety Bird. Because Tweety Bird is super cute and super fun and has a lot of energy, but turns out Tweety Bird has a big ass mouth and will say whatever's on their mind 
and you never know what you're going to get. And and Tweety gets the zingers in. I, I mean, know. just every so often, it's just what it's like. Whoa, where did that come right? from? Where did that come from? <laughs> where did that come from? So that's a cool pick. That's a cool pick. What's something you want to learn or wish you were better at? I'm actually going to share yoga because I've I've recently. Um, been getting more into yoga for about the last six months and especially in the last two. And I told myself this story for years that I wasn't flexible. And so it prevented me from really in, you know, practicing and even giving it a try. So even though I'm not, I'm still not super flexible and I don't know how to do all the poses. I love it and I'm really enjoying it. So I look forward to even getting better at it as I go along. What breed of dog would you be? Oh gosh, what a dog would I be? I'm going to say Irish setter. They're so beautiful and their hair and my natural hair color, it's got, it's lost a bit of its red, but it does have like a red undertone to it. So I'm going to go with Irish setter. I, that, that's, that's a good pick. I, I can see that definitely. Yeah. They're just majestic. Yeah. Who would play you in a movie about your life? This is a really hard one, and I am terrible with movies, but uh, I shouldn't say that to the voice actor over here. But um, I'm going to go with Zoe Deschanel, and I hope I said her last name correctly. But here's why. Even though I think she's younger than me, but I just think she's so fun and so cute and so like lighthearted, and I just love her energy. So I'm going with her. What food will you absolutely not under any circumstances eat? Weird meat. <laughs> so like I don't think I've ever seen that in the supermarket. Do you have any weird meat in here? <laughs> I don't love meat all that much. And I'm, I like to stick to more of the traditional things, mostly like chicken, maybe a steak every now and again. One time over Christmas, we my husband thought it would be a great idea to get my father-in-law kangaroo for his birthday. And I tried it. And I don't think I'll ever recover. So if there's any sort of alternative type of meat, I will not be eating it. It's just, it's not for me. It's okay for anyone else. It's not for me. So you're not going to be <laughs> doing the the squirrel or, or no. possum or. I, and kangaroos, they're just cute. Even if they're mean, they're still cute. So no. If you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? Oh my gosh. There is so much that needs to be changed. Uh, understandable, but. Yes. One. Okay. If I could change one thing in the world, it would be to give humanity more of a sense of empathy for each other. What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. I'm sorry. I, I lost my mind asking that. It's like it wasn't even a question. It was just that's the way it is. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do the uh, either or thing. I'll give you two things and you tell me what your preference is. Okay. Pineapple pizza or candy corn? Candy corn. <laughs> I'm one of the weird people that actually likes candy corn. <laughs> I I'm glad you said that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Don't disown me. No, no, no. It's fine. Everybody's <laughs> entitled. Um, toilet paper over or under? Under, but it's always over and I'm too lazy to change it. So that's my answer. <laughs> uh, texting or calling? Texting. 
Reese's cup or Milky Way? Reese's cup. Passenger or driver? Passenger as long as I have the oh shit bar handy. <laughs> okay, now explain that, please. Okay, so you know the little the little handle that's like above the passenger side? Okay. In the car. And if yep. it's in the back, you might like hang something on it. But if it's in the passenger, if you're sitting in the passenger seat, right, it's right there. I don't actually love driving. But when I'm a passenger, I can get a little nervous in the car and a little anxious, a little backseat driver-ish. So instead of, you know, doing the thing where you go like, <gasps> or like tr- pretend to slam your foot on the, the pretend brake, if I have my little handle, then I'm all good. And my kids make fun of me like nobody's business, but that's okay. <laughs> I understand completely what you're saying. I just never heard it referred to as the oh shit bar before. Yeah. But I, <laughs> that, I understand that completely. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to use that for the rest of my life now. Oh, then my work here is done. (laughs) (laughs) Eggs, omelet, or scrambled? Can I have another choice? Sure. Do I have to pick one? Because my choice is what I call juicy eggs, but you might call them like over medium. That would be my choice. Okay. Uh, But if I have to go with (laughs) scrambled or omelet, I'll go omelet. Because then you can put stuff in it, so it's a little more interesting. So are you saying you like eggs runny or... I do. I do like them running. Okay. Summer or winter? Summer. Book or Kindle? Ooh, depends on what I'm reading. Okay, if I'm reading fiction, Kindle. If I'm reading nonfiction, book. Why? Because fiction, I just read for enjoyment, and I don't often have to highlight or take notes or go back to it. But nonfiction, I often like to come back to passages or reread things. So I like having the physical book so that I can make notes in it as I go. Okay, I get it. All right. Would you rather have telekinesis, the ability to move things with your mind, or telepathy, the ability to read people's minds? Telekinesis. I'm already too empathic. I think if I read people's minds, it would just make me absolutely in the loony bin. I'd be done. I'd be done. (laughs) Get up on some large building and jump off. I understand that. Yeah. Would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green or never have to stand in line again? Ooh. That's a good question. I'm going to go with green because sometimes the, the act of standing in line is actually a really beautiful moment to be a conscious witness of your surroundings. Yeah, you never know what you're going to see standing. I, and I love people watching and just observing what's happening around me. <laughs> My wife and I were standing in line at a uh, at a Target, and here's we we're watching, and here's this woman with a standard grocery cart. She's got a 52 inch television in a box in the car she's trying to steal it and trying to get out the door no and half the staff starts chasing her and it was like that's the funniest thing i've ever seen are you kidding no it's like she finally gave she got stuck in between the two sets of doors and oh my god finally let go of the cart and and ran out and the police showed up later i I, trying to steal a 52 inch tv i mean that's balls something crazy Balls? I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe delusional? Well, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that goes without saying. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe oh, feel wow. something smaller. 
Yeah, it's something, something you can put in your pocket, maybe. Yeah, fifty. I mean, that's mm. go. <laughs> the, the crack house needed a TV. I don't know. Um, would you rather know the history of every object you've touched or be able to talk to animals? Ooh, be able to talk to animals. That would be cool. What superpower would you rather have? The ability to unlock every door or the ability to shapeshift? Hmm. I'm going to go with shapeshift. Seemed to be the more popular answer. Alexa asked us a question this morning about uh, X-Men characters and about shapeshifting. And so the answer, of course, was mystique. So that was also on my mind. <laughs> gotcha. Would you rather have a pause or rewind button in your life? A hmm, a pause or a rewind button? Um, I'm going to say pause. Pause. Yeah, I'd rather just be able to take an extra moment so that I can process what's going on because whatever's happened has happened and it's shaped me for who I am now. I don't need to rewind and redo it. I would have picked that for you as well. You impressed me as that type of like, okay, I need a break. Okay, now and then we'll just move on rather than right. going. Not back. to say I haven't made mistakes in the past because trust me, there's been We plenty. all do. We all we do. All do. We all it's do. that human thing. Would you rather have whatever you are thinking appear above your head in a bubble for everyone to read or have everything you do be live streamed for everyone to see? You know what? Honestly, I... So if I had somebody to film me and do the live streaming, I'd be so down because that's like the thing that I'm missing. Like I'm on social media all the time and I know everyone wants like the behind the scenes, but I just need someone to do it for me. And we're all basically live streaming our lives on social media anyway right? to start with. So it's just like, I mean, it's just, you know, maybe not like when I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> You can't pick. You, all right, it's all right. I'll still go, I still go live streaming. I still okay. go live streaming. Then they can judge if my toilet paper's <laughs> top or bottom. <laughs> In the right place. <laughs> Someone comes to you and says, hey, I'm really stuck in my life. I just don't know which, which way to turn. And for whatever reason and for whatever, whatever circumstances, what's the first thing you would either ask or say to that person to get them going on their journey? I would ask them a two-part question. Number one, why do you feel stuck? And number two, how would you like to feel? What if they don't know? If they don't know how they would like to feel or why mm -hmm. or both? If they don't know how they would like to feel. Then I would say, tell me, I would say, tell me something you are grateful for right now mm. in this moment. And the follow up question to that would be, when you think about the thing you're grateful for, how does that make you feel? When I get in that, that headspace, it's like, you know, okay, I got to make a gratitude list because I need to change my perspective here. And I can remember one Thanksgiving long time ago, my teenage son saying to me, what do I have to be thankful for? And I, you know, rattled off a list of, of things like, you know, your health, you have a home, you have food, you're not living in the streets, you're not dying of cancer, you know. And he's like, yeah, you're right. Thanks. So it's just the little things to be grateful for can, can really change our perspective. Yeah. And sometimes we just need that, that reminder to come outside of ourselves. I find a lot of times that if people are feeling stuck, it's often because they've gotten in a trap 
of their own minds where they're in a loop telling themselves Mm. a story that is rattled with fear and shame. And because of that, they can't see outside of it. But when you can focus on something that you're grateful for, that takes you to an external and that'll start to shift your energy so that you can say, oh, I'm grateful that I'm breathing right now. Mm. How does that make me feel? That makes me feel safe. I'm alive. I'm breathing. And then you can start to shift the conversation. Right. That's great. Thank you for doing this. I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Thank you for having me, Jim. This has been such a treat. Oh my gosh, so much fun. I really appreciate it. If you want to know more about Hallie, sassyhealthy.fit. Not sassyhealthyfit.com, but sassyhealthy.fit. I think it'll still redirect you, but yes. <laughs> oh, well, which is perfect. That's, that's great. She is definitely sassy as fuck, and she will get you on the road that you need to be on for you because uh, that is the name of the game. So thank you again for doing this. Thank you for watching and listening, and we'll see you again next time on The Hydrant. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us on The Hydrant. The Hydrant announcer is Allison Steele. For outstanding VO coaching and voice acting services, visit Allison at allisonsteele.com. That's Allison with a Y and Steele with no E at the end. This episode was mixed and mastered by Roman Barry at Voices and Sound Studios. Visit Voices and Sound at voicesandsound.com and ask to see Roman's aquarium. It's pretty cool. Shoot me an email with any comments, questions, worthwhile recipes at bigdog at jimcoopervo.com. This episode copyright 2023 by Jim Cooper VO and Nat Lancor Audio, which is solely responsible for its content. No reproduction by writing, recording, reposting, smoke signals, AI voice loading, Morse code, or any other electronic or manual recording method known to man is allowed without prior written consent. Come back and play with us next week as the steady stream of outstanding guests continue at The Hydrant.